The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We've never seen a fight where someone's landed this many strikes in a row and that nothing else has happened on the other side. He's got that risk. Oh, now he's done. Down to it, The machine! Wally Shrelly! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. <laughs> That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. All right, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, hopefully my Wi-Fi holds up for the entire hour. Um, Megan Olivi, thanks for joining Matt and I. It's my pleasure as always, guys. This is like the highlight of my UFC work is doing this show with you two. Oh, we, we have I to see how fun. unprofessional we are. <laughs> no, you guys are the best. Jimmy, hey, what's the difference with these? You ever have one of these Yetis? My wife puts my coffee in it. I'm still making I was burning and she left two hours ago. What's the difference between these Yeti thermoses and like a regular thermos? The UFC unfiltered army wants to know. Does anybody care about this? Seriously, Jimmy, you ever tried one of these Yeti thermoses? I, I no, but a Yeti, a Yeti thermos. The reason the Yeti thermos keeps it warmer is because they use titanium and not typical metal, so the titanium will actually keep the temperature warmer. Am I getting a real? Is that a real answer? I made the whole thing up. I oh have no idea. I fell for that immediately. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know there was a difference. To be honest. Well. Maybe, Maybe they not. will sponsor you. Maybe. That's why I threw it out there. You know, keep keep plugging away at those. I threw it out there because I just burnt my mouth. Listen, <laughs> Jamal Hill was supposed to come on, but unfortunately, he's busy. No, he something came up. He's training. But yeah. he should be training because he's got – Did this? was he training when he got the call to fight Lava Texera in um, – when is he? When are they fighting? January 21st, I think. In Rio, yep. Well – that's not that close. I mean, he's got over, he's got a decent camp, no? Over six weeks. Yeah, he was scheduled to fight Anthony Smith in March, I believe. Um, but I had seen him in Orlando. He was doing some guest appearances for the UFC, and I think he was just having a good old time. But, you know, high-level athletes are always training, so I would assume that he had spent quite a bit of time in the gym. But I saw Glover, like, 10 minutes after that fight ended, and I was talking to him, and I said, oh, what do you think's going to happen? And he was kind of bummed. He's like, well, I hope I don't have to wait. I think I'm going to fight Uncle Laev. I would imagine that's what happens. And then 
two minutes later, Dana's announcing this new fight. So I think it was maybe a surprise to Glover a little bit, but I'm sure he was ready to jump on it and fight in Brazil. Yeah, I think uh, Glover would rather fight Jamal Hill too. I, I don't think he wanted to fight on Kalayev. I know he said he wanted a full camp to train for him, but Jamal hasn't fought that many grapplers. I mean, Paul Craig, that fight ended really fast. And uh, I think he'd have a, a tough time against uh, Glover. Uh, as good as Jamal Hill is, I think uh, Glover's a tough fight for him. Well, Oven, you know, OSP, you, you know, he uses his grappling pretty well. I don't know. I'm trying to, yeah, you got a point there. You know, could Glover get a hold of uh, Jamal Hill, man? He's so accurate with his strikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Paul Craig, you got to give him, he tried, it's not that he got too cocky, but you remember when he was on, Jimmy, he said that he felt like he could match him down there, which he kind of said that, you know, right away, it was a bad idea the second he was in an arm lock and whatnot. But, you know, he got a little, you know, he, he felt he's such a, that, that people didn't respect his grappling skills. And he thought he could hang down there and kind of followed him down the guard, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's not a mistake. I, 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 I think the biggest thing is, can Glover get a hold of him, get him up against the cage? Right. What do you think? Could he? Sure he could, but he could also get caught. I mean, you know, uh, Jamal is such a, a great striker. He could get caught. It, it all depends on what night of the week it is. One night of the week, maybe Glover gets a hold of him, pushes him against the cage and drags him to the floor. And the next night, Jamal maybe catches him coming in. I, it's hard to say. But he also, I mean, he doesn't have to necessarily win that way either. I think Glover has a lot of tools in his arsenal. I mean, we look back on that fight he had against Anthony Smith. My God, you know, so I just think it will be interesting to see. And his fight with Yuri, I mean, for five rounds, it was a wild affair. So I think he's got a lot of ways to win and we'd be underestimating him if we think his only way to a victory is to get Jamal down, to get a hold of him and get him down on the canvas. That's his only way. I, I just think he's he's too well-rounded for that. And he's too much of a veteran and he's going to know, you know what to expect there from Jamal as well. And if I remember right, Glover was up four rounds. To, was he up four to nothing uh, against Prohaska? Or had Prohaska won one of those rounds? I don't remember. I actually don't remember either. That's a really good question, but I it might have been 4-0, but I, I can't remember. Because they have a a list of like, uh, hey, fight of the year and all this stuff. And they're talking about like all these of the year things. So I'm looking over them and they're talking about, um, I guess, submission of the year or comeback of the year. And of course, Leon Edwards is getting meshed. Maybe we should go over some of these, but it just kind of got me thinking over how amazing a couple of these wins were. I think Prohaska was down... Four nothing. Leon was definitely down four nothing, and uh, Pajeda was down three one. I think. Oh, Jake, uh, producer Jake, coming in hot with the info, saying Teixeira was ahead on two of the three cards. Somebody had Prohaska ahead. How? Maybe I'm just remembering the fight wrong. Then it was a great. It, it was some back and forth, but I remember Glover winning. That's why when he got caught in that fifth, I'm like, no man, you're so close. It was crazy. It was a crazy fight, man. Holy cow! Even cardio wise, I was impressed. Somebody had Yuri up in that fight. I don't remember him being up in that fight. Judge Clemens Warner scored round three at 10-8 for Prohashka. I need to watch that fight again. I have little recollection of round three. Um, okay, so yeah, maybe it was at least, maybe it was three to one then. Um, but oh, are we going to recap some fights from the other night? Because they're fresh in our brain. Yeah. What do you want? Cannoneer against Strickland. That's It's funny that made me think of that because uh, didn't two of the judges have exactly the opposite uh, like, uh, yep. Score, oh, was it, uh, 48, 46, uh, for Strickland. The other guy had 48, 46 for, 49. uh, for Katanir. 
Yeah, 49-46. Yep. Oh, sorry, 49-46. It's like, how can two guys watch the same fight? It's almost an unfixable problem when it comes to, to judging, and you're going to have to start going by this judge puts more emphasis on, on ground control. This judge puts more emphasis on this, and guys are going to have to fight according to that. I, I really don't think there's a fix for it. I just I think there needs to be an influx of judges who have experience. So guys who have trained, guys who have fought. I mean, it's coached. It, it, it's astounding what we're seeing, yeah. you know, in combat sports in general, but certainly of late. And you know, we as broadcasters, they did sort of a little a mini boot camp for us. Um, where they they flew everybody to Las Vegas and we sat down with um, people from the commission, referees, judges, and we kind of went over all this criteria in depth. We were in there for hours asking questions. And honestly, I think a lot of us, we left with some clarity, but we also left with a lot of questions and that's not great, you know? So I, I do think it was really helpful in a lot of regards, but if if not every judge is using the criteria the way it is formulated to be used, then what's even the point? So it, it feels like you need educated judges at this point who have been around the sport and understand what they're looking at because otherwise it's not going to stop. This yeah. fight felt close though. If there is a fight- yes. If Agreed. there is a fight that somebody could say, yeah. Agreed. You know, I don't think if e it went to either, let's say if it went to uh, Sean Strickland, I don't think Cannonier would, I think it was so close that either, neither guy had a, really the right to complain about, I feel. It was that close. It was that, I feel. I mean. I agree. I don't think it was, when I was wondering who they gave it to. I thought it was Cannonier to be honest, but. I wasn't sure, man. If they would have gave it to Strickland, I'd be like, all right, I, I'm, you know, I have to watch it maybe again. But when you go with your first instinct, when I, my first instinct said Cannoneer, but I knew it was close. Well, what do you guys think? I thought Strickland won. Uh, oh, but again, it, it wasn't it wasn't the it, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I didn't say that, you know, the, the commission should be uh, they should be fired, these judges. I just I just when two guys see it totally the opposite, that is so when you see somebody, you know, 30, 27, 20, and then 30, 27 for the other fighter, it's like, I mean, it's, I, I always equate it to balls and strikes. Like there's certain things in baseball where, where you could, where you could see clearly if someone's safer out by when their foot is, hits the base, but balls and strikes require a certain amount of judgment where there's leeway. And that's the same with judging wherever there's judgment, where there's going to be some leeway where you have to walk through it a, a whole five minute round and say to the judge, what do you see and how did you judge? It's impossible to, to fix that. So I had it for Strickland, but obviously I was wrong. Yeah. I thought it was really close. I agree with you, Matt. I think it really could have gone either way. And like you said, it doesn't, the, the scoring isn't reflective of like, Oh, these judges don't know what they're looking at in terms of that particular fight. But um, it was, it was close. I, I expected a little bit more from Strickland's performance just based on how he spars and how he is in the gym and how he talks. And so he, I don't think he necessarily pulled the trigger as hard as maybe some people were expecting in this one. You said that 30-27, 30-27, Jimmy. When I won the Ultimate Fighter, uh, that's how it was for me and Chris Lytle because it was kind of an uneventful fight. It was so much on the line and so much to like and the second place wasn't nearly as good that I think we were both a little so it, it, we got 30, 27, 30, 27, 30, 27. So two for me and one for him. So it was odd. It was kind of like what we're talking about. Yeah. But thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I got that shit. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't understand it sometimes. Sometimes I wonder, 
do I just not know how to score a fight at all? But then when I see two judges doing the same thing, I'm like, well, who does? It's, it's like people that pick political winners. Like everyone's an expert until the person they think is going to win loses. Then they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So that's kind of how it is with judging. And it, it, maybe you do need people who are ex-fighters. Or, but then again, when they say if you bring in ex-fighters or ex-coaches, will they have a prejudice either towards or against a team or a camp that they fought for or fought against or will any of that stuff? You know, no matter what you do, there's people are going to find some reason why it's flawed. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think they'd have to excuse themselves from some things. You remember, I mean, Ricardo right. Almeida, he he's a judge, right? And Ricardo or he used to judge at some point. Oh yeah. And Frank, Frank Craig's a ref. So yeah. Yeah. And I think they just like say, Oh, I, I have a, I've had affiliation either for or against these guys. I've got to excuse myself, but I, I mean, I think it's a start, right? Yeah. It couldn't be any worse. It, yeah. they, they, <laughs> <laughs> Great. Point. Chubby ref. Don't, don't goof on me. A little overweight. You're a, don't be mean. No, I wouldn't. I would, but you know how anyway, I am when it comes to you. When I was time. chubby, he used to goof on me. He was a, I like to, I like to be silly, Megan, but yes, Frank Trigg is a chubby ref. Listen, we yeah. were going to do last yesterday. You know what I did on Sunday, me and the family, after we did like everybody did jujitsu, uh, my oldest and my wife jumped into the jujitsu class, my 13 year old. And then afterwards, uh, we went to see a movie and it's a Christmas movie. Oh my Jimmy. I'm telling you, you might like this one. It's from the, with the guy from stranger things. It's called Violent, I think it's Violent Night. Oh, it's good. Who's the guy in Stranger Things, the, 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 the sheriff guy? Hopper. Hopper. Yeah, yeah, he's great in it. He plays Santa Claus. And it's almost like Bad Santa meets like Die Hard type of thing, you know? Because he's like, you know, he's a, he's drinking, he's puking. He's kind of like, but like he has like flashbacks. Like he's like a, he was like a warrior. He was like a Viking. It's weird. It's a fucking weird movie. And they have that, the villain is, uh, we know him. I'm going to kill his last name. John Leguizamo. <laughs> Leguizamo. Yes. Oh, John. I thought Matt had it. He's, he's the Love bad it. guy. Yes. So, hey, the series give it two thumbs up. It's rated R. It's pretty violent. I wouldn't recommend take. I took my kids. They can handle it. I wouldn't recommend, you know, as long as it's not too many sex scenes, we're good. Yeah, I don't want that stuff. Right. But there's some violence. They can handle it. But it was fun. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How good do you think that knockout felt for Drew Dober? Wild, huh? 
wild crazy we had him on last week he said it wouldn't he, bobby green wouldn't affect him talking and you could see bobby in the ring was going and he didn't look like it was bothering but he was getting tagged i mean bobby green looked really good he might not have affected him with the talking but i thought he kept putting his hands on him drew dober if those punches were affecting him he's got a hell of a, a poker face man because he just stayed on the mission of hunting him down hunting yeah. him down you think he'd maybe add in a takedown or even it didn't matter he was on a mission and uh, he wasn't getting thrown off track by those strides, those strikes. I was shocked. I was thinking sooner or later, one's going to land. It's going to hit the button. Yeah. And then for him to do that, not for that knockout, I was, I was, I was shocked. It was exciting. Yeah. That was a great fight. Two of the nicest guys too. I absolutely love both of them. They're, they're so great to work with and man, such talents. You felt bad for Bobby. Cause when he woke up, he was like, what, you know, he kind yeah. of was like, what, what did I do? You know? Oh man. Is that what it was? He was getting explained to him what happened. He's like, really? It looked like he was like, oh shit! Like when you just you don't know something has happened. Yeah, what a bummer. And he was he was doing so well, you know. It's a rough game, but uh, yeah. you know, props to you know durable Drew Dober. You know, holy cow, man! A lot yeah. of guys aren't gonna be able to withstand that. You know, it's a great point. I loved the Caceres knockout, even though Julian Arosa is, is a good friend of my husband and I, but man, the way he threw that kick, I just thought was so beautiful. Oh yeah. They, he, what he, he, he threw a left and then like a, a, a half a second later, the kick, it's almost like he yeah. hung the kick and waited and then spun it. Yeah. It was beautiful, man. Technically, I feel like that was, that has got to be one of the best knockouts we saw this year, just the way he threw everything. Yeah, I was happy for him too. He he seems like he fights every six weeks, even though I know he doesn't. <laughs> it's like every card Alice Caceres is on, and he just even if he loses, he looks good. He's always fun to watch. Like you know, he what a great career he has. A lot of evolution too. Uh, hey, Saru Yukian. Fuck yeah! Excuse me, Megan. I picked that one, Jimmy. Who did you pick in that fight? Let's check it out. Well, if you if you picked uh, Saruki, and I'm going to guess I didn't, I probably picked Ismagulov, but... Being a uh, bad winner is what I'm being. But no, I, okay, I'm, I imagine, I, yes. I, <laughs> I was impressed. I was impressed with his... With his um, uh, not only his takedowns, which were, which, which were phenomenal, but the fact that he's not getting tired going for these takedowns. He might yeah. get fired out of 15, you know what I mean? He's like, you know, he's going, he's... He, and a lot of guys, they you know, they can get discouraged if they're uh, a couple of failed shots, you know, and and tired. Not to mention tired, but man, did he keep the pressure on? Man, he's he's really he's really talented because he's such a well-rounded fighter. He's going to be a big threat there. Yeah. Yeah, he ended like what a nineteen-fight win streak, I think. Uh, Ismagulov was on, and now they're going to have to deal with uh, Sarukin, who's number nine. Is that his old ranking, or is he is he now higher? Say his name like Street Fighter, Jimmy. It's fun. I don't know how they would say it in that. Well. Oh, I think I know. Sarukian. Is that correct? It's not it. It's not it. Oh, I'm sorry. Armin. Sarukian. Sorry, Megan. You have to see that. I love listen. it. <laughs> uh, where are, so listen. And he derailed him. How many losses? That was his first loss in the UFC. He was on a 19-fight win streak. It wasn't his first. Yeah, these lost two. But uh, oh. he was on a 19-fight oh, In the UFC, it was his first loss, though. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah, man. I go by the UFC fights. I don't know who they're fighting. Beforehand. I, fought, I fought a bunch of tomatoes out of the UFC. <laughs> I don't even count those things. 
you know, big wing chung guy. I don't count that thing. Yeah. Hey, Corey McKenna, I was impressed with her and Cheyenne. I thought that was a fun fight. And she had to she had to weather some 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 uh some strikes to get a hold to get a hold of Cheyenne. And that's on the undercard. Sorry, I'm all over the place. You know, did you see that? I don't, Jimmy, is that what you, that means you didn't see that one? I'm sorry. No, no, I watched the whole card. I just, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm actually just going up and down the thing to see where on the card it was. Yeah, I, I you know, my ADD. I, I'm like, oh, that fight sticks out. Everyone who who trains with her or works with her is expecting a lot from her future. They speak so highly of of just what she brings to the table and just her ability to learn and grow. So I think we're going to see a lot more from Corey. She seems very. It, on behalf of my wife, she seems very nice. Yeah, she, my wife's yeah. like, oh, she seems like she wanted to touch it. Oh, she didn't want to. I want her to win. I go, okay. <laughs> so it was funny. And that's how oh, she went. roots to the nicer fighter. Yeah, sometimes she'll do that, you know? Yeah, sometimes you don't know who to root for. If you, if you, if you just, you're kind of casually watching, so something has got to invest you in one of the fighters. Um, you know, typically if I've interviewed people and I know, Hey, I like this person and I haven't spoken to the, you root for the person you've talked to cause you like them, but it sucks when you've interviewed both guys or both women and you like them both. Then it's like, well, who do I, cause I don't want to see like, you know, I like Jared Kanier and I like Sean Strickland. It's like, we, they're both great guys to talk to. So you, you just got to kind of hope for a good fight. By the way, I uh, Said Nurmagomedov, what a very impressive win, uh, he was really having a hard time uh, into the second round. He was kind of being thrown around and really out wrestled. And I know I'm going to butcher uh, uh, Kakramanov. Am I saying his last name correctly? I think so. Uh, was I thought handling him very well, and that was quite a nice guillotine in the second round. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the guillotine. It's the same one he got Cody Stamen with too, right? Yeah, I think so. I believe it very was very similar. Somebody who I was very impressed with, both guys. Again, I'm all over the place, but Jake Matthews versus uh, Semi to Jedi, Matthew Simmons, Simmonsberger. Simmonsberger, yeah. Yeah. Man, it's like I felt for, I'm happy for, for uh, uh, Semi to Jedi, but at the same time, it's like, is he the better fighter? Because Jake Matthews is doing so good, so good, winning. And, but then in each round, he got dropped. He got dropped three times, I believe. And in each, and it was, I think it was every round, but you could make a case for every round him winning uh, up until that point. So it's like, yeah. fuck, that guy's so powerful, some other Jedi that he landed that one. And it's like, all right, erase the whole four minutes and how many seconds that, right. not, not that he listened. It's not that, that it, might, it might not have been that one side of the rounds, but it made a big difference with him getting dropped each round to the point that it cost him the fight. But my my point was, it was like, is he, is he the better fighter? It was, he had the better night, but man, that was a, that was, I don't know. That was one of those fights. What's your thoughts on that fight? Well, it, it, I mean, two of the, two of the cards had 20, uh, 29, 28, and one was 30, 27. And it is weird when somebody is dominating and then they get dropped. It's like, how do you judge that? Like, is it just damage? Is it like, Hey, this is a fight. And the guy who got dropped obviously took the, the most damage because he got dropped, especially if you get dropped three yeah. times, even if somebody else is dominating somewhere else, it's hard to justify them losing the fight. If they've dropped somebody three times, I mean, once in three rounds is one thing, but three times it's kind of hard to not give them the fight. Um, you know, if, if they, if they got three knockdowns. And Jake was a pretty big favorite in that fight. Um, you know, he's got so much UFC experience. He's been in the UFC. I feel like since he was, 18 or 19, something really young age. And I feel like 
you know, he's just become a staple for us, but he was a pretty big, pretty big favorite. I, I, I believe on that one. Because lately he's been looking so he's been looking better and better. Yeah. Yeah. Minus two forty favorite, according to Jake, the producer. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it was nice. And then we have a, that was the, that uh, Strickland County was the last fight of the year. It's, it's weird to hear them going into it. The last round of the year. It's like, oh, fuck. We're done for a couple of weeks. Whew. What are you guys doing for the holidays, by the way? Anything special? Going away, staying home. Megan, you go first. You probably have better plans than I do. No, I am staying home, um, which is actually like really bittersweet for me because my family's on the East Coast. So I am having like emotionally a little bit of a hard time, but I just travel so much. Um, and, you know, between NFL and I actually was going to work on Christmas Eve, but the game got flexed over to NFL Network. So, um, I get to stay home, but I, I just fly so much that to be able to actually stay home for like a full week is outstanding for me. And I feel like I can feel myself aging, uh, like very quickly. So I just am looking forward to just resting and making a ton, a ton of food. Um, so it's just me and Joe, but we eat very well. Let me ask you, so this is because uh, I'm obsessed with people's travel schedules. Do you fly the same airline all the time to get the I miles? Try to. I try, try to. to. I am a loyalist to Delta and actually Southwest. So like I fly Southwest so much that Joseph um, is my companion. So he flies for free with me every year. So we pay like $5 in taxes and then he can fly anywhere that Southwest flies. So he just gets a free ticket. And then I love, I absolutely love Delta because there's always a screen I think that they have good lounges. Their international flights are great. So I'm team Delta all the way. Yeah. I, uh, is, is there anything worse than when you're loyal to an airline and like, and then all of a sudden some company wants to fly you on another airline and you're like, it's just, it's not going to be, there's going to oh. be problems. Oh, every time I fly American, it's trash. And I'm, I'm not scared to say it. <laughs> like I <laughs> hate it. Yeah. So I will, I'll like fly into JFK on Delta instead of Newark, which is closer on United to my parents just to get the points and have the experience. <laughs> yeah. And you, cause the airlines are weird. It's almost like there's nothing you can do. Like, you know, they say, yep. oh, you, know, you won't get my business. It's a $30 billion industry. They don't give a shit. If yeah, I don't exactly. Fly exactly. <laughs> So I guess all you can do is just fly who you like. Uh, what are you doing, Matt, for the holidays? I'm, me, I'm redecorating. If you can tell, I've already started. Uh, this is what my plans are. Uh, I'm going to make the entire, I'm going to put this on the ceiling as well. What are you doing? We're going to, uh, Christmas Day is pretty chill. It's usually my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, you know, Edwin, and my sister-in-law and Marie, and they come over, you know. But the, the Christmas Eve is pretty big. It's at my wife's Aunt Mary Ells. And it's funny, we get a lot of cousins over there, Uncle Joe's over there. And uh, yo, we're already prepared. Last year, there was this obnoxious friend of the family, this aunt, whatever her name is, but she's not even part of the family. She's a friend of one of the aunts. She comes, listen, Jimmy, listen to this. Tell me if you wouldn't be annoyed at this, you know? My whole family were already prepared to be like, yo, whoa, F off. So she comes in and she's like, people are talking, she's like, yeah, that's for you. And it's a number, it's like, it's like three lines or something. And I'm like, well, what is, you know, and then she's going, she's interrupting, just giving people things. And like, what is this? Say, not nah, just words, you got to read it, you know. It's it's the uh, the partridge in a, she wanted everybody to sing. Oh. The partridge of a pear tree thing. So I'm like, I'm, and everybody's having fun Ooh. with it. And it's very obnoxious. I'm not, here, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not, I go, I'm not into singing. I'm, no, thank you. She goes, you don't have to sing, you just have to say the words. All right, I mean, you know, there you go. Well, you know what? 
have someone else say the words. Already you're making me in a... We're having a good time. Have some eggnog and step off. Jimmy, Which one? Wait, which ones did you get, Matt? Three I or four? Even, I, it could have been a pear tree. I don't know what it was, but I wasn't having it. So then... She, it's like, it wasn't even about uh, having to ha- making it joyous and make. She's like, eh, "What are you, a Scrooge?" Uh, oh, obnoxious! Ob- it's not even family. Fucking annoying. So I already my my kids are like, "Do I have to do that?" I go, "No, you don't have to do this. Nobody wants to do this." So you know, some people get roped into it, and she's like, "Okay, when I point to you, <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck." Anyway, I hope she's not there this year, Aunt Mary. I hope Aunt she hears know, this. Uncle Joe and Aunt Marielle, please, the friend of your sister's aunt so-and-so, don't give her an invite. I uh, hope she Sarah, shows the up. The Sarahs do not want to hang out with her. I hope, not, I hope she shows up. And I hope she's drunk and really confronts you and wants you to do it again. <laughs> Jimmy, she's so, she's so, it's very obnoxious. But me, I'm like, what? No. Yeah. No, I'm not going to say in a pear tree. In a, I'm not Three being. Eternal dove. Isn't it fun? Fuck off. We're, having a, we're catching stinks. up. We're catching up. I'm eating lasagna. Fuck. Sorry. Yeah, oh. no. Also, that song is like the worst Christmas song. It's just so long and repetitive <laughs> and dumb. Like it's one thing if it was Paul McCartney's simply having a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> that Jimmy. song is terrible, Jimmy. Matt. It's fucking unlistenable. I don't even know the words, but it's like a five-year-old wrote the lyrics to that. Jimmy, him and his—I think him and his dead wife wrote that. How dare you? Well, I'm sorry. I respect Linda McCartney. She's very talented, but not a good Christmas songwriter. He was talented, and they had something special. They did, you know. Gets them involved with the woman with one leg, and it's not good. Heather Mills, yes, I understand. He was. I don't want to judge her leg or anything. I'm saying I don't think she was as nice as Linda. And I love that song. It's horrendous, Matt. Megan, what's your thoughts on that song? What is your favorite Christmas song, Megan? Mm, my gosh, that's really hard, actually. Um, mm. I just love all Christmas songs, which is such a corny answer. But there's a song, um, there's a Mariah Carey song, but it's not It's not the traditional one you're thinking of. It's her and Ariana Grande, and it's like Joe and I always sing it, and we love it. I want to but... know what it is. We have to find that out. You have to maybe Google it. And while you're doing that, I like um, Scrooge. It's from the movie Scrooged. It's when Annie Lennox and Al Green put a little love in your heart. Jimmy, put a little love in your heart. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's called Oh Santa. I just, that's Oh Santa? Yeah, uh huh. It's Mariah Carey. Jimmy, doesn't Jimmy look like a little Scrooge right now? Why are you being such a little Scrooge? Listen, I like Christmas. Megan, look at him. All I want for Christmas is you. I, I, I'd rather hear oh. dishes breaking than that song. Really? I hate that. I don't like that song. And also, Cameron. wait, hold on. The party's on. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. That's enough. What the five-year-old? That's a terrible. Simply having a, a wonderful, wonderful Christmas, Christmas time. On. See, we could do a sing-along of that. Yeah, the chorus is great. The chorus is great. That's, uh, listen, that one makes me happy. Also, which is the other one? Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Dun, 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 dun. What's that one? Oh, it's like a very 80s feel. It's Merry a very Christmas. 80s. Merry Christmas. Yes. It's about a girl going to the, one this year. Yeah. yeah, she's going to the supermarket or something. And I forgot. How does it go again? Jimmy. Merry Christmas. I don't know. Merry Christmas. 
What about This Christmas by Stevie Wonder, right? I don't know it. I think he sings. I think Stevie. I know Chris Brown redid it, which is a terrible person to reference here. But um, he has a great version of Little Drummer Boy. And this Christmas will be a very special. That song, you know. Yeah, I, I like I it though. You know what, guys? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I had a guy sign up at my school today. I taught this morning. It's a nice kid. Nice kid. Yeah. So it, I felt like out of um. <laughs> do you ever see Office Space when somebody's like, Michael Bolt? Is that really your name? So his name was Bobby Brown. I go, Bobby, Bobby Brown? I go, dude, I go, you need this. He's like, I heard them all. I go, I got, I go holy shit. Should have got this when you were 12 years old, Bobby. <laughs> and and Trey, he, he looked nothing like Bobby Brown. <laughs> Skinny white kid. Nice guy, though. I also don't like, uh, I can't listen to Michael Buble sing Christmas songs. That? Because he has like that weird little half a lisp. Um... Uh, uh, like you know, Santa's coming. Wait, you'll never not hear it once. Once you're aware of it, you can never not hear it. Jimmy, what I'm learning from this portion of the show is that maybe you don't love the holiday season. <laughs> no, that's not true. I real I know I'm coming off like a just a cranky dickhead, but I do enjoy it. I like a lot of Christmas songs. I've had enough of Bing Crosby. Uh, I, I a little drummer boy is my favorite Christmas song. I just don't like uh the Paul McCartney one or Mariah Carey. But I okay. do like a lot of the Christmas classics, just not when Michael Bublé lisps through them. Oh, who's in the waiting room right now? Look. It's Marab. Marab oh, oh, Marab's here. Marab is living the dream right now. Is he back from Jamaica? Marab the Machine is in, he was in Jamaica with Aljo. He's raging out there too. He might be. Oh my God. Poor Jamaica Dennis, then. I'm not sure. I know Dennis Bazooka <laughs> is. Does it? Uh, so we got our squad over there, the little Serralongo squads over there uh, in Jamaica. And they look like they're having a blast. All I know is I saw a picture with Marab the Machine with like four girls and he's lifting up like three of them. Ah! And he was showing one girl on his Instagram that he was putting the choke and she was showing him the defense. And I can't, I can't explain what she was doing to defend it, but it was not appropriate to talk about it. <laughs> Yes! Oh, he's still there. Yep. Yeah. Look at the life that he has. Bob Marley's shirt. <laughs> this is great. Hey, Rob, don't be like your coach. Don't smoke the Chiba. You're, lung <laughs> You're the machine. Don't do it. Don't do it. Never say no. <laughs> when in Rome. When in Rome, Mavazzo. Rob, it looks like you're having a yes. fun time. Is that the champ behind you? Yeah, I have a, I have fun time, yes, for sure. Aljo! I see Aljo behind you, and it's, and it's pausing. Yeah. <laughs> right. What is the good service? Wi-Fi, what is the good? I guess in Jamaica on the beach, they don't worry as much about the Wi-Fi. Megan, it's always an adventure on UFC on film. <laughs> I feel so bad because he's trying so hard for us. I know. Take your time, man. We'll get you. Yeah, how about here? How about here? Well, I think we could get a little something in. Marab, how are you? You having a good time? I have a great time, yes. I'm with, I'm with, I'm with Aljamain Sterling, and uh, yeah, Danny, Danny just left last night, and uh, we have a great time. Yeah, we've been traveling here in Jamaica. Nice, beautiful weather, and like, you know, it's very good nature, and we have a great time. Marab. I see you running, you're running the streets at night. 
I don't want to say it too loud, but is that dangerous? <laughs> Where are you? Be careful, please. Yeah, one week, one week later, I realized that was dangerous because after a couple of people stopped me, the local people stopped me and they told me, please don't drive, don't run here, like it's dangerous. So, and now I stop it, no, no night run, <laughs> no. I worry about you, Murat. Yeah, Aljo. Aljo, hey man, I called you last week and I didn't realize you were in Jamaica. I didn't get the call. Oh shit! Goodness. Hey man, you're living the dream. Fuck! Welcome to my country. <laughs> man, you guys look like you're having a ball. How did this come about? Did you guys plan this for a long time? Yeah, like uh, remember we went to Georgia, and I'll just say next, let's go to Jamaica, and then yeah. So now it was like we have time now because I'll just just fought like, and then now. Yeah, it was a good time to come here and then like we came and then Aljo did some charity like he helped kids with like food and things, yeah, and uh, yeah. How great is that? When are you coming back? We were supposed to come Wednesday, but we changed the uh, flight uh, because Aljo missed uh, Rebecca, his girlfriend, and uh, <laughs> we are leaving one day, one day early. Hey. Don't use that defense to the rear naked choke at my school. I seen it. The one that that girl taught you. Don't use that at Sarah BJJ. Okay, okay, no, no. Okay, you gotta, okay. you gotta take the arm off. Do that one. Okay, okay. Marab the machine, man. Marab, listen, man. Now look, is there anything on the radar with you? Any news? Do you have any idea when you're gonna be fighting? I hope I'm fighting soon. Uh, I'm waiting for any news, uh, but I want to fight top top ten. Anybody, you know, like I don't want to like fight outside of top ten. But it's, it's I understand it's hard now. Uh, and um, yeah, I'll be I'll be I'm shaved and I'll be ready. Uh, let's see let's see if any any short notice or anything fight will come up. Uh, but I I want to fight only top ten guys. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. It can be Peter Chitoera or Sanhagan or Rapprand. I would like to fight them and uh, hopefully. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of good fights for you. I mean, whoever you want, there's so many guys that have avoided you for so long. Uh, now that you're ranked number three, they're going to have to deal with you. So you have a lot of, that's the one advantage to everybody avoiding you for so long is that now that you're, you're kind of, uh, they're in a position where they have to fight you. So you're going to be able to pick who you really want to, who you want to fight. Um, yeah, I don't think I can pick because, um, yeah, like, you know, like Sean Shelby told me actually he don't want to give me top contender because like, and then if I beat them, then they, they're going to lose a chance for fight title. So it's a little bit, a little bit difficult situation now, I understand. But let, I'm just hoping, uh, I'm just hoping fight, um, I don't know. We'll see. Aljo already beat San Hagan, Corey San Hagan, so that would be good. You know, like I think we can we can have a good fight. I think we can give good show to people. You know, or 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 Peter Yan. You know, Aljo already beat him, so you know they should give me. I like that. But they're afraid. They're afraid if you beat one of these top contender guys. It's gonna hurt their shot at a title, and they know you don't want to fight Aljo, so they would rather see them fight Aljo. And if they win, and then you get a shot at the title against one of them. Yes, that's 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 what they told me. Yes. All right. Well, that makes sense.
Well, have a good time in Jamaica, man. I'm glad you were able to jump on. It's kind of hard to hear. It's coming kind of in and out. Stop jogging through dangerous areas. Just jog in the hotel. Go down to the elliptical machine for a while. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's really beautiful here. Like like I said, it's beautiful weather. Even December, it's warm, nice, nice, nice beach. Like like beautiful. Everything, food is good. Uh, we are good people here. We have a great time. We're still training. Uh, and um, yeah, like uh, it's, it's beautiful. I, I definitely want to come back visit Jamaica. But yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Marab, next week or the week after, uh, Eddie's. We'll get the team. Go to Eddie's. Let's go. We'll be good. Let's go. Stand by, buy pizza. We're in, man. Have a good time. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Take bye. care, Marab. Okay, buddy. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. When I was in Rio, right, I was um, 23 years old, and I went to a, a like a club, and I met a girl, right, Francisca, very pretty Brazilian girl. So I went on a date with just her, right? She picked me up at my friend's duplex complex. So we were over, and this reminds me of uh, of what just happened with uh, I saw Marab jogging in Jamaica. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? You know, I get nervous. But anyway. Uh, so I, I pulled, I was with the girl, so I wanted to pull over by the beach and, you know, and talk to her and be a little romantic. She said, no, no, not here, no, it's, it's dangerous. It didn't look dangerous. It looked like something out of a postcard. So whatever, we pulled over, whatever else. And then the next day, my friends tell me, they go, yo, my friend, little Paulinho, I think it means like little Paul or big Paul because he's a little guy. He goes, man, they shoot you. They take the girl, the bandits. You don't do like, holy shit. He goes, don't go there, man. The bandits will get you. So I don't know what that, so it might look and feel like you're in a beautiful spot, but it doesn't mean it's safe. Do you know where in Jamaica he is? Is is he like, is he in like the real tourist area or is he like around? A... Dogs were coming up to him in the street. It didn't look, when you're in Jamaica, I don't know. I went to a sandals one time and I'll tell you right now, I went there with this girl. Oh, I don't want to, she was such a demon. <laughs> I, it was, we were fighting every day where it got to a joke where I'm like, all right, look, if we make up right now, we got at least three days left. You know, it got to the point where I'm like, look, if we make up right now, we'll have a nice ride back to the airport. She's like, oh, very funny. But anyway, we didn't leave the complex because it was fucking scary. I don't know. They're like, look, do not leave the Sandals Resort. I don't know. I didn't want to test them on that shit. Meanwhile, you got Marab running around. I don't know. I, think that's, I don't think it's too safe, Jimmy. It depends on where you go. But yeah, whenever you're in a foreign country, you always want to know exactly where you're going. Uh, cause you can, know, it's like you could be on one block is great. And the next block over is a problem. And everyone forgot to tell you. Yeah. Do you, what do you do, Megan? When you're away, do you like, if you go to like, you know, Qatar or if you go to Abu Dhabi or wherever it is, do you just stay in the hotel? Or do you go out and explore? I mean, most of the time I will stay on the property unless I'm with other people. Um, except for like Singapore, because Singapore is so safe and their laws are so strict I mean, I was going for runs when it was still dark in the morning because my jet lag was so bad. Um, so I would like run and then during my run, the sun would rise. But I I would say it's very rare that I do that because as a woman, you just you just yeah. never know, like regardless of where you are in the States or anywhere else. So I, I sort of keep it to um, to the, the indoor gym in San Diego. I went our hotel was right on like an actual path a jogging path, but there were so many people on it that I, I felt safe. And I went at like 10 in the morning, but 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, when I'm in Abu Dhabi and stuff, I, I try to stay with other people. And, you know, you always just make sure you're following whatever cultural norms there are wherever you're going. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm a paranoid person anyway. Like even if I go for a run outside, I only put one headphone in so I could hear out the other ear. I'm very right. aware of my surroundings whenever I'm by myself, whether it's, you know, going to get groceries or like in another country. Also, yeah, I, I didn't, uh, I, I've heard about the Singapore you're saying, right? That's where it's so like, they're, they're like really strict about littering. And uh, that's, I heard that, that uh, you can go anywhere pretty much any time of night. Oh, it is fantastic. I mean, I don't necessarily know if the way they um, uphold the rules is the best. I don't, I'm not well informed on it enough, but I will tell you that like the first time I went there was um, for New Year's. It was our, our UFC event was a day or two after the new year and we rode the subway um, at like one 30 in the morning, no one was obscenely drunk. Everyone helped us navigate it. We needed exact change at the time. We didn't have it. They paid for us. They told us which stop to get off. There was no trash. There was no aggressive people. It is fantastic. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Cause you, there's so much culture, but you also just feel so safe. Yeah. That's kind of important. And, and yeah, I think they're pretty strict too, but I would love to see somebody caned for throwing a bubblegum wrapper out the cab window. Cause I see people literate annoys me so much when you see yeah. some asshole just throw a McDonald's wrapper. I'm like, somebody should give that person a good caning. Joe and I were driving back from Los Angeles just a few days ago. And in the middle of the desert, some pickup truck was just throwing trash out their window. It was like, what is happening? The there's gorgeous Joshua trees all around and they're just throwing their trash. God forbid they, they could wait for a trash can. Yeah, and you want to say something, but then again, you're afraid you've pulled the guy with a shotgun, you know. So if they're big enough asshole to do yep. that, then there there must be, you know, there's possibly yep. other things wrong. Yeah, totally agree. I'm no litter bug. You what? You are or you're not a litter bug? I'm not a little bug. Come on, Jimmy. All right, I'm just Anything. making sure. No, what do you think? I'm a Neanderthal, Jimmy. I didn't think you were, but you said litter bug, so I just wanted to clarify. I'm I didn't think so. I am not. A little bit. All right. Well, after that whole Paul McCartney uh, revelation, I, I don't know what to think anymore. After realizing you like what is arguably the worst song ever written. Um, <laughs> Put a little love in your heart. That's a good one. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. couple of things Jake sent us um, a, a bunch of, you know, so and such or such and such of the year. We don't have to do all of them, but Megan, are there any, you wanted to cover this a 22 year in review? Is there any couple of things before we go that you might want to go over? 
Yes. Well, okay. So the comeback slash upset of the year, I felt like the upset of the year. I don't know. I just wanted to highlight a few fights and then fight of the year. Sure. So I felt like submission of the year slash, I don't know, comeback of the year. I don't know. Yuri Prohoshka over Glover Teixeira, Leon Edwards over uh, Kamaru, and then Alex over Izzy. I just felt like those three fights were groundbreaking and they kind of shook up their divisions. They kind of shook up the sport. Um, and we could put them for sub of the year, knockout of the year, comeback of the year, upset of the year. There's so many kind of like those circles intertwine. Um, but fight of the year, I was having a really hard time picking this. And I overall, I went with Hamzat versus Gilbert Burns because I sat Octagon side for it and it just felt so bananas. Um, even though like Poirier and Chandler was amazing. There were so many great fights. Yuri versus Glover itself was a great fight, but that was, that was one I was like, man, there were so many epic moments this year. And I just felt like this year in particular, the sport and the divisions were kind of shook up. So many champions were dethroned. We have so many new champs compared to when the year started. And it was just really fun to see all the chaos. I agree. I gave, although I think you're giving, I'm going to guess you're giving Alex Pajeda a comeback of the year. I've given him knockout of the year. Comeback of the year I actually gave to Matt Schnell. I gave it, I gave comeback, I gave knockout of the year and upset of the year all to Leon Edwards because uh, that, because just because there was the, such a dominant champion knocked out with so little time left and he was down, I mean, it looked like it was four to nothing. I mean, Kamara was dominating that fight um, and he had waited so long for it and just watching. Pajeda was not as surprising to me, even though Izzy is so great, but Alex won, I think round two and he had beaten him twice. So to me, he was the only guy I picked him to win that fight just only because if there's any mental edge to get over Adesanya, it's that you've already beaten him because he's so mentally strong. He just seems like there's no other way to, to get through. So that was the only reason I thought maybe he has an advantage. These other guys haven't had. Yeah. So I, I gave all those things to Leon just because of the, the, of the guy he did it to what was on the line. Um, although the middleweight championship was on the line for, for uh, Alex. Um, that was that to me was the most impressive thing in fight of the year. I thought I gave it to uh, Poirier Chandler. I, I just love, uh, but again, the, you know, uh, Gilbert comes out. That was a great fight too. But I just love to see two guys just until one guy is almost dead. I mean, that that was just an incredible fight. So yeah. Just to be clear here, Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman. It was the fifth round that knockout, correct? Yeah, Leon Leon won the first round. I think I mimic what you're saying, Jimmy. Uh, I, I, with Leon Edwards, both the comeback and the knockout because of not only who he, who he did it to and in that fashion. I know I know everybody points to that that corner work, which I love also with uh, shoot at him. And what else did he say? Come on, man. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it because he was feeling – he was almost like, ah, we gave it a shot. And his corner men were not having it. I watched the fight recently, and I, it was on the undercard. But there was a fighter that was down, and his guys are going, "I oh, you know, you know," and this is working for you. And it's like, where's the urgency? Where it's over? It's over in in, in five minutes. It's over unless you let him. Know, it, it might not be. It might be over in his favor. But you gotta fucking let him know the urgency that he's down. How many rounds? And that's what his corner did to him, and uh, or did for him. So I'll tell you that fight. That was so, it was, it still gives me chills when I think about how that got done, you know? Yeah. It was so great.
I was going to say, it's got to be upset of the year too, right? I mean, Kamaru, they were talking about he's the greatest welterweight of all time. Yeah. He's going to surpass GSP. I mean, Kamaru is unbeatable. So I gave that upset of the year as well because, I mean, we all believed in Leon, but the fact that Kamaru had such a win record going and so much hype behind where he is in welterweight, I mean, it's bananas. Yeah. And and it is crazy too when you look at like you were talking about Matthews and Semmelsberger. It's a different scenario, but the idea of like who is the better fighter? I mean, because I, I think Kamara was so clearly dominating that fight. Um and, and one of the problems he had in the in the fifth is that he was so willing to engage and keep fighting and not just kind of keep away from him. Um and again, part of that is because Leon knew he had to knock him out. What do you think to uh this is interesting, breakthrough fighter of the year? Um I mean, I, Pavlovich to me has been such an incredible uh, and exciting guy doing, I mean, really knocking out uh, Tuivasa, Derek Lewis. Patty Pimblett, you probably have to give it to just because of his visibility and what he's done. But that last fight um, over Jared Gordon, I mean, I think a lot of people were very, thought that was a very bad decision uh, by the judge. But that's not Patty's fault. I mean, he's not a judge. Yeah. He's just fighting. Uh, and it doesn't take away from the charisma he had walking into that fight or what he's accomplished. So I don't know who to give it to, whether it's Pavlovich or, uh, I mean, Tapori has been great. Sean O'Malley was, I wouldn't say a, a breakthrough fighter because before 2022, people were talking about him a lot uh, for the, the last several years. And Delize, I, I wouldn't say has hit that level. Um, what, what do you think between, I, I give it between Pavlovich and Patty Pimlet. I think Sergey for sure, but I have somebody that's not on the list. Aaron Blanchfield, she beat Miranda Maverick. Now, this is December of 2021. She beats Miranda Maverick. She guillotines J.J. Aldrich this summer, and then she goes in there and just handles Molly McCann. She's on a 7-0 run. I mean, she's only lost one fight in her career. It was a split decision to Tracy Cortez and Invicta. But I'm giving Aaron I, – I, I have her tied with Sergey because I think Sergey is certainly on the verge of being a heavyweight contender. Um, but Aaron – is a very unassuming person when you look at her, you know, Jersey girl. Um, but she is somebody who's who grew up wanting to be a mixed martial artist. So she would like, instead of summer vacation, she would spend her summer going around America training at different gyms. But I just think in a year, she could very well be fighting for the title. And I don't think people were necessarily paying as much attention to her until she got the Molly McCann fight where there was a big spotlight on it because of Molly right. and her name. And then, I mean, the moment didn't phase her. MSG didn't phase her. The competition didn't phase her. She won and, you know, kind of brushed her shoulders off. So Aaron Blanchfield, I, she's tied for me with Sergey Pavlovich. Both of them are my breakout fighters of the year. I agree. I'm so impressed with her. And she's so low key that she is kind of under the radar. Until you brought her up. And once you brought her up, I'm like, man, what am I thinking? She's looking phenomenal. Even with all the, you got Barstool Sports betting on Molly. They're, everybody's they're chanting her. And I mean, she went right through her. And I mean, unfazed. It could have been anybody in there. Unfazed. And who did she get the guillotine on? I'm, who was that on again? J.J. Aldrich. And J.J. Aldrich was fighting a great fight up until then. And she trains with Rose. I mean, J.J. is a very talented fighter. She was fighting really well. One slip up. Beautiful elbow up guillotine. And Aaron's only 23 years old, I'm reading here. Wow. That's wild. At one point, I th I think she was the youngest on the roster. Or she was like second youngest on the roster. Um, youngest female at one point as well. So she's she's killing it. I think the sky's the limit. When they're not when they're that young and not phased by the bright lights, 
there's nothing that can stop these athletes except maybe themselves. I wonder how many jujitsu competitions she's she's done as a kid and whatnot. You know, it, it gets them just used to competing. Yeah, that's why all these wrestlers had that like an advantage just mentally, where they're so used to just competing, competing, competing. You know, so yeah, Aaron, yeah, that's 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 my pick. Yeah, good call. Yeah, thanks. And I, but I, I like I also like uh, Pavlovich too. He's really uh, interesting. Uh, and before we go, I guess there's one more name that you've been hearing all year, and it's just not happening. It's, I'm almost at a point where I don't think we're going to see Jones fight again. Um, and I don't know why, but something is going on. I truly have no idea why. I don't know anybody in this camp. I don't know. I, I just have this instinct that says he's not going to fight again. And I, I, it just keeps kind of being dangled and then dissipating, dangled and dissipating. And there's a lot of guys for him to fight. It doesn't have to be Stipe. I mean, maybe it's not going to be Francis right away. Cyril Gaon is a great – I'd rather see him fight Cyril Gaon. I think stylistically that's a really interesting matchup as well as Stipe. I just got a bad feeling we're not going to see him fight. And I hope I'm wrong because I want to see him fight. From what I'm told, because I, I am friendly with his camp, from what I'm told, it, it's not a him issue. It's finding an opponent. There were there have been a couple of injuries. They thought they had a contract for one of the fights. Okay. John did sign it from what I'm told. His opponent did not. So hopefully we see him like in the first quarter, but I, I know he wants to fight in the U S so I, you know, the, we've got Brazil and then Perth. So we're not going to see him on those first two pay-per-views, but maybe, maybe in Las Vegas in March, I don't know. But um, from what I've heard, the willingness to compete is very much there for John. It's getting him an opponent to sign on the dotted line. Okay, great. Well, that's, I'm happy to hear that. Fingers crossed. Cause, because Jim, I agree with you. My God, seeing him at heavyweight is something we've talked about for like, seven years since he was the light heavyweight champion and i think it's gonna be so interesting to see who how he competes against these guys who have been heavyweights their entire careers i i can't wait and i really fingers crossed he comes back when is the last time he fought was it dominic reyes yep february of 2020 i want you to be patient jimmy jimmy little bird he's, he's gonna come back He's got to cut. It's Santa. No, seriously. No, he's going to. I don't want you to get. He's too young not to. He's not going to fight again. I don't know. Matt, this is his prime. I mean, these years as fighters, you guys have so many years to fight. And when you're, when there's a big piece of your prime fighting age that you're not competing, especially after a couple of years of having sat out for other stuff, after a while, you're like, is something going on I'm just unaware of? Because it becomes as a fan of John Jones and of. You know, um, maybe the I again. I'm obviously I'm wrong, but you know, it's it's not like it's been six months. It's been February of 2020. We're going on three years. That's a long time in your prime. Well, you know what? I'm not worried about it. I think he's coming back. Let I me hope so. something, Jimmy, Megan, yes. before you go, because Jimmy's always asking me, man, what are you watching? What are you streaming? Every he texts me sometimes. I'm gonna tell you, Jimmy, Megan, you get to hear this too, and okay. you can watch it with Joe. He's Jimmy, you little. Bird. Oh, it was a mistake. My, I didn't mean to hit the button. I'll tell you right now. Okay. Me and my wife, we finally delved into Yellowstone. Oh, it's oh, I like it. You love it. You like it, Jimmy. And not only do I like Yellowstone, I like everything with Yellowstone by myself. With my wife, we're watching the Kevin Costner one, the the one the original. Right. And we're in. We're on the journey. We like it by myself. When I was away in Disney and whatnot in Universal, I binged uh, Yellowstone 1883. Mm. Wow. My wife, I did that by myself. My wife's not into the cowboy stuff. Great. Sam, who doesn't want to see Sam Elliott as a cowboy? Who? Anyway, now Harrison Ford. I just started 
yeah, by my uh, uh, 1923, I think it is, something like that. 1923, my wife's next. Uh, hey, it's also good. So I want to tell everybody, if you want to get into a series, those, the Yellowstones. <laughs> Guys, did I waste everybody's time? No, Jimmy. I've only watched, no, no. I've only watched the first episode of Yellowstone. I did like it. But it's one of those things where you just don't pick up the second episode for whatever reason. I have to watch it, but I, I've only watched the first episode. But I did; I thought it was good. I need to. Yeah, it's good, Megan. It's a. It's. I fun. know we love it's series good. too, so I do need to watch yeah. it. Something yeah, is. my girlfriend and I watch a lot. Uh, we we try to find a new. Uh, uh, I I just watching the Harry and Megan thing uh, just to watch her get furious and throw things at the television because she does not like Meghan Markle. So that's kind of what my holiday season has been. We just finished White Lotus. Did you guys watch that? No. What is that? Oh my God. You need to watch that. Yeah. Producer Jake saying it's life changing. Oh. There's two seasons of it. So it's based on like a hotel chain called the White Lotus, sort of like a four seasons. The first season takes place in Hawaii. The second season takes place in Sicily. And they just signed on for a third season. They're, um, Cliff they're great. They're is great. You like it. It's just about the, the drama that ensues on this location of these ultra glamour hotels and that somebody dies each time and you got to figure out who it is who killed them yeah. it's great nice it's, great. it's on hbo highly recommend especially the sicily season i mean our people come on okay i'm gonna check that out <laughs> yeah I am. you guys will love it all right well megan thank you as always you're such a great uh, co-host guest thank you for coming on you guys are far too kind. Before I go, um, Jake asked me what my stocking stuffer UFC wish list would be. or And I just want to say, speaking of White Lotus and Sicily, can we get a UFC Italy? We just did Paris. We're going all around the world. Let's yeah. go to where these gladiators originated. So that's my wish list 2023 UFC Italy. Okay. <laughs> That'd be so great. I would, yeah, it would be nice. I've never, never been there. I would love to go there. That's awesome. All right, listen, Megan, you're coming on again soon, Megan. We love having you on. Yeah. You guys are the best. Yeah, I feel like I'm on here with my brothers. So thank you so much for allowing me to be here and be a good And uh, tell Joe, send Joe our best and have I a will. great uh, Christmas and New Year's. And we'll talk to you early next year. And um, do you want to promote anything, Megan, the podcast you guys do or anything? You know, just check out our social medias, I guess. Who knows what you'll find. <laughs> okay. Thanks, right, guys. Megan. See ya. Yeah, Megan. Bye, Megan. Bye. Thank you. And Matt, before we go, do you want to promote anything? Nah, Jimmy, you know me. I'm easy. I'm just doing my thing at my school. I'm hanging out. You know, if uh, if anybody wants a cameo, I'm back to doing those again. Yeah, me any, too. Do I have any new fans? I don't know. I'm happy to have any fans. Jimmy, yeah, I just have a good time. I'm happy to be doing, be able to do this for a living. And Jimmy, it's coming close to the end of the year. You know, yeah, one more. The, next, the next show is our next show. Yep. Until the following, and then we're off the following week, aren't we? Yeah, we have a week off. Jimmy, what are, what are people going to do without us? Probably celebrate. But what do you want to promote? Just like I gigs, go to jimnorton.com, New Year's Eve, Levity Live. And we're back Wednesday with Jamal Hill. Let's hope he's here on Wednesday. I can't wait. Goodbye, everyone. Jimmy, stay safe. All right, pal. See you soon. Later, buddy. Bye. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix.
Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.